You're listening to Tim Talks, Taking Interest in Ministry, a conversation between two great friends with over 70 years of ministry between them. Ministering on opposite sides of the border, Dr. Al Stone is the General Director of Bearing Precious Seed Canada and Pastor Emeritus of the Bible Baptist Church in St. Thomas, Ontario, Canada, while Pastor Dan Wolven pastors the North Columbus Baptist Church in Columbus, Ohio. Listen now as Al and Dan review and relate their experiences in hopes of helping others who are taking an interest in ministry. Now, here is Tim Talks. Welcome to Tim Talks. Hey, you know, I actually enjoyed a couple of good cups of coffee in Pickerington, Ohio. Yes, mm. there's t- there's Tim Hortons around here. Right. Um, Brother Van Ammon put me up in a great hotel. Very, very nice. Very kind. And it was almost a, I, like right across the street from Tim Hortons. Awesome. Almost right across the street. Yeah, I had to walk so like you a overdosed. Feet. It was awesome. You overdosed during the week. Yeah. Bing, bing, yeah, bing. I did. <laughs> yeah. It was, it was a quick hit. We went down on Friday night. We left Monday morning early, so I didn't get as much as I would have liked. So my wife stopped to get me one one night. I said, you better get me decaf. It's nighttime. They had no decaf. No decaf at Tim Hortons. Come on. What's going on? <laughs> and then I pulled up to the window of this place, and it was the same girl all three days in a row. I went at different times. It's the same girl. Pulls up. Her face was so stone cold. I mean, not a smile, not not a glimmer of hope in her eyes. Yes, I said, uh, large triple double. Here, a straight face. I said, are you having a good day? Yes. I mean, just nothing. So I pulled the next day. I said, you're here again? Yeah. I said, are you having a better day? Yeah. I said, okay. I said, I said, I think you're here too much. She hands me my coffee. Nothing. Third day. Same thing. I pull up and I, I forget what I said, but it was, it was pretty humorous. And the corner of her mouth just <laughs> turned up slightly. Same blank stare, same zombied look. I thought, this girl loves her. If job. you had been there on the She's fourth day, the manager would have said, Ooh. sir. Quit hitting on our uh, employees, please. <laughs> yeah, that's right. <laughs> she said, quit taunting our workers. It's hard enough to get them to come in as it is. Oh, that poor girl was not loving life at that point. She was not. She needs to drink the coffee instead of handing it out the window. Maybe too that early for her. her. It was in the afternoon. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> yeah, she was just having a rough time. But she was working. Praise the Lord for that. A lot of people aren't. Well, so. there there is an element in Columbus that really doesn't like Canadians. So you know, I know you find well, that hard to believe, but most most of that's on Snowfer Road. <laughs> <laughs> There's just one building there, one old grouchy guy. <laughs> and I'm going to call him, say, "Hey, I want to meet with you, and I want to get this resolved." And if not, we're going to take it to Tim Hortons and we're going to work yeah, it out. Well, I'm going to say, sorry, I'm not part of your caffeine club. <laughs> That's right. You aren't. <laughs> There's caffeine in your tea. You got some caffeine in there. You, not like hey, not yeah. like Hortons. No, and not like no. Starbucks. Hey. Starbucks is what, 200 per cup? Oh, yeah. Oh, it's crazy. Yeah, it's just yeah, we offset ours with the cocaine. That's you know, I just we were playing a trivia game the other day and just realized that Coca Cola used to have cocaine in it. Absolutely, that's why out. they put picked yeah, the name. 
Coca. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Um, there's something else I was going to tell you, too. I forgot now. Stink. Uh, yeah. That'll come to me later. But, um, oh, I know what it is. Um, Ruthie and I went out last night, and we went to the Covent, Covent Garden Market in uh, London, Ontario. And we're looking around, and we went into a tea store. Mm-hmm. And they must have had 200 different awesome. types Awesome. And they had a Canadian maple tea. And if it tastes as good as it smells, I'm going to get you some. I'm going to get yeah, you some. Yeah, I'll try it. Yeah, it smelled delicious. So I don't know. I try uh, them all. Yeah. Matter of fact, I was just oh, yeah. cleaning my office last night. Denise had a event over at our house for all the ladies of the church. And so Queso and I were kicked out of the house. And yeah. I was in the office. And so I, I had needed to clean my office for a long time. I mean, I, I had it clean in quotations for church, but I did some deep cleaning. I threw away... I don't know how many boxes of tea that I had found and, and sort of stashed. Uh, they do expire. Now, they don't go like it wouldn't hurt you, but it loses right. its potency and the flavor taste. and things like that. So I had boxes back from 2012. Wow. So. Wow. Yeah. I I thought my Keurig machine was bad. I, I made a cup of coffee. I used a, uh, a Tim Hortons puck and put it in there. And it was terrible. Mm. It was like really bitter and it tasted bad. So I cleaned the machine, cleaned it twice, you know, vinegar, water, all that, changed the filter, had another cup, same thing. I think I think the K cups were well, bad could have or been pucks or whatever you call them. Yeah. Which I've never had happen. So yeah, they just the whole box, I don't know what, they're a little tainted. So I don't know. That's a, that's very disheartening to think that Tim Hortons could go bad. It, it goes bad the moment you open it. <laughs> the moment you mix it with water, it goes bad. <laughs> Listen, I've talked to you about this many times. We've got thousands of, of witnesses on this program. I'm going to the church with this. I'm taking it to the church. We're going to have you removed for your discontent and, and hard-heartedness well, over this then, then we're going to go to a church in England. <laughs> yes, we are. <laughs> All right, so here's what the Bible says. What a segue. What a segue in. It says, And if he neglect to hear thee, tell it unto the church. But if he neglect to hear the church, let him be unto thee as an heathen man and a publican. All right, final step. Final step. You've come to me. You've said, we have a problem. I said, no, 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 not going to resolve it. You bring a witness or two. I say, no, no, not going to resolve it. Now we're going to go to the church. What does that mean, take it to the church? Yeah, I think that you air those grievances before the church. Now, we have, we try to consider these things. And so we have a process that we had put into our, um, into our uh, bylaws of the church of how to deal with it. And so both parties write a written statement, and the witnesses write a statement. And so we would have the deacons and myself, uh, we would read the statements to the church and then, you know, give somebody an opportunity if, if something they felt was incorrect to rebut it. And then you'd have a, uh, you'd have a private ballot to see who, who, who is correct. And, and what should mm-hmm. be done. Right. What I did, and 
this isn't this isn't exactly what's prescribed here in the passage, but oh, okay, so it's it, much better. No, I'm just saying. I I took one I'm more joking. step. I'm I took joking. one more step. I know, I know, I know. I'm taking one more step because I, to be honest, I don't want to take it to the church. I don't. I don't want to have all those people involved and draw sides. I don't want to do that. So what I did was I said, okay, before we go to the church, I want you to meet with me as the pastor. I'm going to represent the church. I'm not the church, but I'm going to represent the church. And I want to hear both sides. Then I'm going to tell you what I think is the right answer. Then if this still not is, is if this is still not resolved, then I will take it to the church. And again, one time in 30 years did I have to take it to the church. Um, that meeting I had with them, I, I felt I could say, I know our church. I know the people of our church. I know, I know what they're going to say or do uh, to, to a pretty good degree. So before we take that step, as the pastor of our church, I'm going to meet with you, and we're going to resolve this thing. I want to resolve it now. I don't want to take it to the church. If they would not, then I would go to the church, and same as you, I would have them write it out, read it, and then take that, that private vote. And that's how we deal with it. But um, yeah, that, I, just, I added that just for my own sake and for my own peace of mind and for what I thought was you know, a help to the church. Oh, yeah. You're the pastor. You can do as the Lord leads as long as you're not going right. anti-Scripture. And that's not going against Scripture. Right. You know, where, no, where you're interceding so. on behalf of the church that you don't want to have to bring it before the church. So uh, here, two verses that I thought of here, and I and I think it's sort of interesting. Romans sixteen seventeen says, Now I beseech you, brethren, mark them which cause divisions and offenses contrary to the doctrine which you have learned and avoid them. All right, so how do you mark them? Something has to be done publicly. Something has to be said publicly. Right. And so, uh, and, and people say, well, that's only for uh, false teaching. Well, it's also for false living because there's right. the doctrine, oftentimes talk about the doctrine according to godliness, because all doctrine should make us godly. You know, if we follow that doctrine, we follow those beliefs, the result is going to be a godliness in our life. But the opposite is, brethren, be followers together of me and mark them which walk so as ye have us for an example. So you've got, you've got both sides there where people should understand that there is some public acknowledgement. If someone refuses and always wants to make divisions and always going to cause problems and always, then I would bring their name before the church and I'd say, now folks, I, I'm not saying this lightly, and uh, but, you know, Brother Smith over here, he has been cantankerous and, uh, you know, vengeful and uh, does not have a uh, submissive spirit to the things of God. I'm not kicking him out of church, but I'm telling everybody, you know, you ought to just stay away from him. Uh, yeah. I mean, the same way that we would say, look at look at Brother Jones over here. What a good godly man. We've got so many good godly people in our church. How about Mrs. Smith? Man, what a godly example. It, the same way. Mm-hmm. When I read, you know, treat them like a heathen or publican, 
my thought is this. How do I treat the heathens? I try to win them to Christ. Yeah. I, I try to I try to live a good godly Christian life before them and let them know this is this is how the Christian life is. And I think that's inferred here that you you can't treat them like a brother. You can't have right. that close knit fellowship, but you can still love them and you can still try to help them. You don't see them in the grocery store, look them in the eye, turn your head and walk away. Right. I don't think you do that. Right. You don't do that you to say, either Republicans. Hey, you try to be right. nice. You try to be polite. Right. Try to be friendly. Yep. It's just you don't hang yep. out with them. Yeah. And and you say, listen, I, I love you. If I can help you, it, it, you know, if we can work through this, I'm, I'm here. When you're ready, I'm ready. I think that's the attitude to have. And we want to win that brother or sister back and uh, want them to see the error of a way and allow the Holy Spirit opportunity to make that right. And it has to be the Holy Spirit. If you try to force people to be right or try to force people to, you know, um, conform, it's never going to work. It's never going to work. And so we've got to allow for that Holy Spirit to interject into their hearts. Yeah, my dad, uh, one church that he pastored, I can't remember. I probably have said this before on this show. I was in uh, fourth grade and there was a church split over, you know, broken promises, basically. And. I still remember the business meeting on a Tuesday or Thursday, can't remember, but it was an off-church night, and there was a fist fight and cussing right in the aisle of the church. You know, we were in a—us uh, elementary kids, there was maybe three or four of us, but we were, you know, up in a balcony nursery, yeah. you know, and yeah. we were, you know, messing around. We heard it. We opened up the windows. There were sliding louver windows, you know, and we looked down there, and— we both were like, our eyes were like saucers. We looked at each other. And I remember thinking, they are going to be in such big trouble to do that here. You know, <laughs> but uh, yeah. it's a shame that those yeah. things do happen. And and people yeah. get very, very, very hard pride, such a terrible, mm-hmm. wicked sin that we think right. that we would rather be right and we would rather split the church of God than to mm. repent. Right. Right, exactly. Um, you know, I my wife has said on different occasions, maybe people don't come to church because of the church. Maybe sometimes they don't come because of the way that people act, you know, in their Christianity. And sadly, there is there is some truth to that. I hope that stuff doesn't get out of the church, but I've seen way too much on Facebook about church problems. Mm-hmm. I've seen way too much an email, you know, sent to a group of people. So and so said, so and so did. That church hurt me. That pastor said, you know, oh, I hate that. Don't you dare do that. That is so wrong and so hurtful. It, it is none of the, this world's business what happens inside of our church when we have to deal with problems. It's just like your own family. You don't air dirty laundry is the old saying. You don't put it out on the line for everybody to see and say, oh, look, that lady doesn't wash her clothes right. You keep it in-house and you deal with it, and that's the way it should be done, and it should be done with kindness and love. That's God's uh, directive. I want you to notice in verse 19 of Matthew 18, it says this, again, I say unto you that if two of you shall agree on earth as touching anything that they shall ask, 
it shall be done for them of my Father which is in heaven. And I think, I think Matthew records that for us so that God says, listen, when you're divided, not much gets done. Amen. It's not good. But when you work together, if, if those two can come together, man, if you ask anything, God's going to do that for you. Stay together, work together, play together, be what the church ought to be, a group of loving people that love each other, hate sin, and desperately want to win the world. That's what God wants of the church. Behold how good and pleasant it is for brethren mm. to dwell in unity. And so that, yes. that is the goal. And so sometimes we do get wronged. And so you go yeah. and you try to let the person know that they've wronged you. Man, people have come to me before upset about something that I've said, and I didn't even realize that the way I said it hurt their feelings. And, mm-hmm. oh, man, I, I am so sorry. I, I didn't mean that. Maybe I was like you. Maybe I was joking, uh, you know, just – and uh, so sometimes the person doesn't know that they wronged you. And they need to know in order to be able to make it right. But our goal ought to be, you know, when we've done something wrong, we should apologize. But how are they going to know if you don't go to them? And whenever you go privately, personally, then the opportunity is there for things to be right. And now you have a stronger unity with a brother or sister in Christ. Whenever somebody mm-hmm, says, mm-hmm. I, you're right, you're right. I'm sorry. I shouldn't have said that. I was mad at the mm-hmm. time. I was striking back at you. And, you know, now that I'm not mad, I see, yeah, I, I was wrong. And I am sorry. Right. And I apologize yeah. for that. Good. Now you've got a stronger unity together. Uh, this i got to say this carefully. It never hurts me to say I'm sorry, even if I don't think I'm wrong. It never, it never hurts. Should I get that right? Yes. Should, should I deal with it? Yes. But there are times when people say, you, you hurt me, you wronged me. And I think, no, I didn't. I didn't. I, you might think that, but I didn't. That's not what I said or did or my intention. And for me to say to somebody, hey, listen, I'm sorry. I, I hurt your feelings. I, I apologize for that. That does not hurt me at all. Even if I don't think I need to do that, I can still do that. And some might criticize that. Well, you're not being truthful. Well, in my heart, I, I just don't want to. Fight, I don't want to fight about it. It's not that big a deal to me. Let's just resolve it, and go on. And and I'll be honest. I've done that with my wife. I've done that with my kids. Sometimes, my wife will say, "Well, you did," and I'll, you know, I did it, and I was wrong. Whatever. Oh, okay. All right. I'll I'll take that. I'm I'm wrong. Sometimes I wasn't wrong in my mind. And for the sake of unity in our home, I said, "Yeah, okay. I'm sorry, and I'll take that and go." So. Yeah, I think you can do that. Oh, yeah, I think you can apologize about an incident without, you know, even if if you believe what you did is right. Let's say what you did was scriptural in that way. Mm. And I would still, man, I, I'm sorry that you feel that way. I'm not trying to hurt your feelings. But right. the Bible does say this. You know, I mean, I, I, can, be, I can be compassionate or considerate or, uh, you know, uh, contrite you know, because of the situation, even without saying that, you know, yeah, you're right. I shouldn't have done what the Bible said. Right, right. Absolutely. Well, that's our time, my friend. That's our week. And that went fast. W-E-A-K. That went fast. W-E-A-K. <laughs> that's no, our week. W-E. 
E-K, oh, okay. Yeah, that's All our right. week. No, that's our weakness. No, that's it. Yeah. Now it's our week. We've filled another week of Tim Talks. We have brought joy, harmony, peace, love, all those things to the thousands of listeners. Yeah, yeah. Who follow yeah, us. Yeah, sure. Well, I did. <laughs> <laughs> we have several hundred that want to write you an email right now and say, hey, you probably should apologize. Come to me in person. Otherwise, leave me alone. <laughs> okay load up the buses people we're going to columbus <laughs> and let me say that you forwarded mm-hmm. an email from mm-hmm. somebody up north yes that yes. wants to isaiah continue to remind me how long how yeah. many days it has mm-hmm. been since yes. ohio state beat michigan and yep. i contritely and humbly say you are right. Absolutely. Wow. I, absolutely. No vengeance, no hatred, no animosity. I am going to send them back an email that says how many days that Michigan has not cheated in a row. But, uh, you know, other than that, yes, we lost fair and square. And we were idiots. And I am praying that the Lord will send us a new coach. I can tell there's no hardship or animosity by the way that you said the state up north. (laughs) Well, I want to be specific. (laughs) Well, there's a lot of states up north. Yes. Well, you know, if if it applied to more than one, then that's fine. Oh, oh, okay. Okay. (laughs) You you, know, there is a Minnesota, Wisconsin, you know. Yes. Uh Uh-huh. Yeah. Would you like to maybe say the state up north that doesn't have a mascot? That would be fair. I think that kind of zeroes in on that. Uh, the, the state up north that uh, is so lame that they have to go by a color. Um, let's see. Let me try to try to make it more particular. Let's see. Here we go. The state up north go. that uh, yeah. <laughs> has a letter yeah. before O, which we all know O is the best letter. Um, I mean, it, you know, it just that upside W. They're, they're, they're Upside Christians. Down w. They're, they're, they're Christians yep. up there. So, you know, why would I want to make things harder for those good Christian people living amongst reprobates and, and uh, you know, the offscouring of the earth and trying to keep their testimony? You know, I mean, goodness. I mean, I want to try and encourage them living among those heathen. So, you know, we're, you know, in the land of milk and honey here. You know, I mean, just, so I say congratulations. Without any any bad feeling whatsoever, I say congratulations. Hail to the victors of the uh, Big Ten Championship, and hopefully you will become the national champions because I would rather a wow. Big Ten yeah. beat the other rotten conferences. Yeah. So, <laughs> Do you like anyone? Do you just hate everybody? I love everybody equally. <laughs> which is very little <laughs> well now that the two or three witnesses have heard we'll have to get judgment on that yes See, and i you really felt, and i'm trying to gain my brothers and you know give them credit where the credit is due well i got bad news you gain no one on that one. <laughs> oh, i gained some people <laughs> <laughs> all of ohio loves you <laughs> there are a few people in michigan who cheer for ohio state 
Jason Springer being one of them, and he felt the retribution of his people. They planted flags all <laughs> around his awesome. church and sent him, I would sent not, him special. I would not cheer for Ohio State if I was living in Michigan. I can I can tear yeah, it. Does. I can tell you that. Well, he's not very sharp. <laughs> he's not very sharp. <laughs> Sorry, Brother Springer. <laughs> this is Tim Talks. we got to go. We've taken way too much of your time with this stuff today, but we hope you've enjoyed it and it's brought a little smile to your face. I hope that if you've been mad at somebody, you let it go today. I, I pray that if you have someone something against someone, you go to them and say, hey, I love you and I want to get this right. Let's Please, let's, I want to be right. Do that. I'm Al Stone. I'm here in Ontario, Canada, where we just love everyone. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter who you play for. It doesn't matter, you know, unless you're a Montreal Canadian fan, then you're a loser. But other than that, we love you too. This is Al Stone. This is Dan Wolven in Columbus, Ohio, and I am thankful that we have scriptural people here in our state. And when they felt wronged, they went to their brother, along with the private investigators <laughs> and, and they went to their uh, conference champions and whatever the whatever the conference uh, uh, you know leaders said is that's what yeah. they did. So good wow. to be scriptural. Okay. It's good to be scriptural and it's good not to be caught doing the same thing. <laughs> it's just good. <laughs> Keyword caught. <laughs> This is Tim Talks. We'll be back on Monday. Maybe. I don't know. We might not have any <laughs> listeners left. <laughs> have a great weekend day. We'll be back on Monday. This is the, the Tim Talks with a capital T. And unfortunately, I have to say, go blue. Go blue. And that mascot, oof, tear it up. You've been listening to Tim Talks, taking interest in ministry, with new podcasts added each Monday, Wednesday, and Friday. To learn more about your hosts, Dr. Al Stone and Pastor Dan Wolven, you can visit us at timtalks.com. That's T-I-I-M talks.com.